Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-review by doing that. You have made us the biggest podcast in the history of podcasting. Uh, how about that? Our thanks to DraftKings for being the sponsor, our partners on this podcast, and of course all things Levitard and Friends. Uh, I am super excited. For those of you who have listened to me and us, uh, for many, many years, you know how much I love golf, you know how much I love the Masters in particular, you should know that it's my favorite sporting event on the sports calendar, and I'm about to speak with, we are about to speak with, two-time Masters champion, Bubba Watson. He has a new book out, uh, really, really fascinating conversation about mental health, about what it was like to win that first Masters uh championship that first green jacket just a really unique guy introspective guy interesting guy and fun guy and uh and again a two-time not one okay that man has two green coats in his closet i have one that i won back when i was in college what me and my friends did was we would play ea sports tiger woods golf sega genesis we would play uh so Thursday, opening round of the Masters, we would play our opening round. Then we'd do the same thing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'd play for a green coat that we got at the Salvation Army, and uh, I won it once. How about that? Uh, Bubba's got two, I got one. Uh, anyway, Bubba Watson, at one point, had one of the top five golf shots I'd ever seen. Uh, I believe it was his second Masters, maybe the 12th hole, 13th hole, out of the woods. Uh, a shot that only Bubba Watson could hit. The tournament on the line, the green jacket on the line. Needed a hook, and he hits a hook, and hit just an absolutely incredible, amazing shot to help secure his second green coat. So it was in my top five until a couple things happened. Mike Ryan, Parkland Golf and Country Club, the 11th hole, 140 yards out. He pulled out the driver, and uh, Mike Ryan stuck it three inches from the hole. So that became the greatest shot that I have ever seen in the history of golf, which I think at that moment bumped Bubba out 
of my top five. And then what happened just a few weeks ago, as you all know, Greg Cody on the 10th hole, he was on his third Bloody Mary, just finished his third Bloody Mary, and had his fourth in hand. And Greg Cody from 138, uh, 30 yards out, hit an eight iron that did not leave the ground, okay? Uh, with Chris Cody standing right next to the hole, thinking he had won the hole, Greg Cody uh, hits that shot, and we half the hole, and we move on to the 11th, and that is the greatest shot, which bumped Mike to two, which certainly bumped Bubba out. With all that said, uh, two-time master champion Bubba Watson uh, is, about to, uh, is about to join us. I'm super excited for this. He's got a new book out. Listen to his story. Listen to what he has to say, because what he has to say is super important. There's some fun in here, too, but what he has to say is, um, is super important. So, uh, Bubba Watson, two-time Masters champion. I got one. He's got two. A couple of Masters champions. Get ready. Cut it up. So, guys, two quick things before we get to Bubba. Uh, first, not the same thing. Second, hiring again? ZipRecruiter finds top talent for you. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash StuPod. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Um... And again, not the same thing, your green jacket and his green jacket. Stupidity. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Are you chugging that water because you've done so many interviews for this uh, book tour? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I just went to the gym. You know, that was my way of throwing. I went to the gym, so trying to be hydrated. What is Bubba Watson doing when he goes to the gym? There's a place called um, There's a place called Exos right here in Gulf Breeze by my house in Pensacola, and um, they train um, football players, military um, athletes all across the the country and the world, and then me. 
Um, and so <laughs> the, the funny part is, though, it's like we're not really focused on um, making me better as a golfer or making me better or, or a person better at football. It's the everyday life stuff. It's the, it's the make you better everywhere, make all functional movements easier. And obviously, they can make you stronger, faster, all those things. Uh, mine's a five-year process of slow, slow motion kind of stuff. Five years, though. I mean, that seems like a long time, Bubba. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I don't want to get into it too fast. I didn't want to go too fast. You know? Right, right. He's into it, yes. <laughs> right, I exactly. I understand that. Um, I am a huge fan. This is a thrill for me. Two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson with us here. Uh, on stupidity new book out up and down victories and struggles in the course of life why did you decide to write this so there was there was moments um after winning the 12 masters 2012 masters that people came to me about writing a book and um i um i didn't think it was the right timing and then when the pandemic hit uh we were sitting around the house and i was like hey we should call the the guy that wanted to write my book um don yeager and um, so we started talking to him and how it would look and what we would do. And this is about the time that, um, you know, Kevin Love came out with some mental stuff. Um, and then Michael Phelps, uh, those were the two that hit me the hardest because I, I know those guys. I've seen those guys. And, um, and you know, on, on, the, on one side, your life looks so perfect. On the different side, you know, in the inside, it, it's not quite there. And so. Um, I just felt like I needed to release. I need to tell the world my stuff so it will help me personally by getting it out there instead of keeping it inside. And um, so that's really how it came about. The pandemic is the one that pushed it um, 90 days at home with my kids and not being able to do much. Um, <laughs> I had to have find something to do. So you wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. How many days into it with the kids were you like, I got to write a book? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've been, I've, I'm very blessed. So we had jet skis, we've had ski boats, and we have our boat, our fishing boat behind our house. So we, we were able, during the pandemic, we were able to do a lot of things. Nice. Um, and we have, you know, we're on three acres right here. So we, we had places to ride our bikes and things to do. So luckily we had a, uh, a playground of our own to do things, even though the pandemic was going on around the world. You talked about it looks perfect on the outside, but something doesn't feel right on the inside. Can you, because this is such an important topic, not just, mm. not just for me and for you and for the audience. And I got a daughter who's going to play lacrosse at Northwestern and she, you know, she has some anxiety before games. So I've been really honing in on that with her as well. But can you articulate for people who don't understand what you were feeling on the inside? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it develops, it's, it's one of those things that develops, but it doesn't develop like overnight. I mean, it's a, it's a long process of, of negative thinking of, of things going on in your life and, and becoming master's champion uh, from Baghdad, Florida named Bubba, uh, no lessons. There's a lot of things that start hitting in your head and, and, and like going to, you know, we just adopted my son right before I won the master's two weeks before. So now you're talking about going to Walmart, trying to get diapers and, and trying to get baby food and trying to get different things that, that the family needs. And then people are stopping you to take pictures. And, and so it's just, you let the, sometimes your ego and your pride takes over where you're, you think you're on top of the world because you're master's champion. Um, and then you think like, can I just go to Walmart and pick up this stuff that I need um, and get home for my, to my family and my wife. And um, so just a lot of things start playing on you. And then when you think you're on top of the world, then you make a three putt, then you hit one in the water, then you miss a cut. And then, so now you're, you go from this great high to this bottom low. Well, you think it's a bottom low right. when really, you know, it's not a bottom low, but you believe it is right. You believe it in your, in your mind. And, um, you know, 
So you go from here to here and back to here, then here. And then, and then, I, you know, I hate to say it, but then you take, then you start listening to social media. Then you start listening to media itself and then fans yelling out things. I mean, you start hearing it from all angles and then people that think they're golfers or think they're your friend, they telling you what they think you should be doing. And so you just start hearing all this buzz in your head and you don't know what to believe and which way is up and which way is down. You don't know where you're going. Um, and, and you know, it's a, it's a, that's what I'm saying. It just kind of builds and yeah. then you just, and then it blows up. And I mean, as you know, as people have seen in 2016 ish, well, I mean, I went down to 162 pounds. I'm, you know, I fluctuate from 190 to 200 on a, on a good weekend, you know? And so, so I, when I got down to that low, obviously there was something, there was no physical, when I say physical, there's no heart problems, no blood problems, no liver problems, kidney problems. It was all mental and was causing me to just eat away inside. And, um, I had to get help and, and reaching out like this book sharing is going to help me sharing with other people helps me. And then hopefully we inspire one or two people around the, around the country or world. Did you know that you had lost that much weight? Yeah. I mean, you could physically see it, right. And right. people are like, Oh, you people are like, Oh, you look great. So basically they're saying I'm not, I'm not fat anymore, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to say, but <laughs> right. But I didn't feel that. I, I looked at it and it looked like I was sick. I remember 2010 when my dad passed away, uh, bathing him three days before he passed away. Um, this grown man who was around my, my size, 190-ish, and then he was 90 pounds when I bathed him. And um, so now I can see visions of me, me looking thinner like he started looking. Um, and so I just, you know, then that brings more drama and more things in your head. And so it's not just the golf, it's other things, right? And then things start and you're taking it the wrong way. You're not really dealing with it and you're keeping it in and not sharing it with my wife, not sharing it with my close friends or my team. And so it, it just keeps eating away. And then finally you come to a breaking point um, or I came to a breaking point. And luckily for me, I didn't deal with it with drugs or alcohol. Um, I just ate away at myself and, um, and so then I finally just got man enough to talk to my wife and tell her that I have some issues going on that I need to work through, talk to my team. And, um, and I, you know, came to my breaking point, like in the book where I fell down on my knees and said, just take me now. Like, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't deal with this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to keep seeing myself lose weight, lose weight. And the doctors say nothing's wrong. And I'm like, well, something's wrong. <laughs> so check out his new book up and down uh, helpful victories and struggles in the course of life what was your wife's response when you finally when you when you gathered the strength uh, or I guess enough strength to be able to tell her what was her response she she um, applauded me for for speaking up I mean she can see I mean you can see the physical right. change so she knew things were going on and she sees me she sees how I react she sees how I do things especially behind closed doors right you know you always put that smile on out in public eye. But then you really have stuff going on. You're just a human being like everybody else, right? And so there's stuff going on. She can see it. 20 years we've been together, 17 years married. She knows when I have issues. And um, so being able to talk to her and, and, and voice it, it was more not really, it's really just her being a sounding board. Yeah. And that gets out of my, my own head, my own voice. And then I go, wait, that's kind of dumb. Why am I thinking that? And I'm um, thinking about my beautiful wife and then my beautiful kids. You know, I was so focused on, being the best golfer I could be. And I was letting all that other stuff dictate instead of focusing on being the best husband, best dad I could be. Um, so I was dealing with it the wrong way. So she applauded me for speaking up and, and talking to her. And then I, she, she encouraged me to speak out to men, you know, men that I trust, uh, men that I looked up to men that I, that I thought could help me in this 
And um, so she, it wasn't just her. It was her telling me to reach out to other people that dealt with that. Have you spoken uh, to Kevin Love or, or to any of the other athletes that you mentioned? Because I'm someone, too, who has dealt with panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And similar to what you described, uh, you almost feel like you can't say it, right? Because you feel like the people around you will judge you or they'll think lesser of you. And once they came out publicly, it seemed like it really opened the door for other people to talk about it and to realize, wow, like this is exactly what I've been going through. And this helped so many people because it was like an impossible thing for people to vocalize and you don't want to be vulnerable and you don't want, you know, your coworkers, whoever it is, thinking lesser of you and thinking there's something wrong with you. And they really normalized it and inspired you to write a book. So have you reached out to them? Have you spoken to them about that at all? I have not spoken to Kevin Love. Um, I've seen him, you know, I met him through basketball, watching basketball uh, courtside with season tickets and things. But uh, Michael Phelps, I've actually reached out to him. I've played some golf with him. You know, I see him in Phoenix um, or Scottsdale. And so I've, I've actually seen him face to face and talk to him uh, about my book and about my struggles and ask him. We actually were in the pro-am last year at Waste Management together for nine holes. So I spoke to him privately. You know, we slowed down and walked behind everybody else. It just kind of told him what an inspiration he was, not only for his gold medals and being Olympic greatest, but also for him speaking out. And so, yeah, I got to reach out to him and talk to him. And, you know, I have a cell number so I can reach out to him anytime. But Has uh, this process, like through writing the book, have you gotten to the point where you've kind of like accepted, like, I do belong, like these things that I accomplished, th this isn't a fraud thing. This isn't what the commenters were saying. This isn't what the fans were screaming at me. Like, and through writing it, you've been able to kind of, except yeah this is me like i deserve this yeah i um you know you learn you 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 hopefully you catch it you can catch it when it's starting to happen again or, or the people around you can kind of see when you're getting too when you get I mean, basically when you get tired right when you start getting tired and you get cranky and you know all these different things that's why i changed to working out harder again um just trying to get my body in the right place my mind in the right place um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I was, I was so focused, kind of your question there was, I was so focused on that. I won. Now I need to back it up. Right. But really, why do I need to back it up? You're, I mean, you're master's champion. If you never win again, doesn't mean you're not very good. It means that one week you were the best at that tournament. And it's kind of like a Super Bowl or world series or NBA championship. I mean, at that moment, you're the best. It doesn't mean you're the best for life. It just means you're the best for that moment. And, and the problem is I, I kept, my ego and pride got in the way. Right. And every time I three putt hit the water, missed a cut, didn't win. I was like, wait, why am I not winning? Why? You know, then you get frustrated with yourself. So realizing like what's most important in your life, you know, what the goal is to win, but if you don't, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm not very good at golf. It just means that moment I didn't pull it off. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's learning all those processes and realizing that you're still human. People make mistakes, not only you, but other people make mistakes. And so you have to learn to accept and then focus on what's most important in your life. And this book was kind of the thing I wanted to inspire. If it was one person or if it helped me, it was worth it. Uh, Bubba, this is fascinating because you were a child prodigy. Everyone expected you to be this great golfer. You are a great golfer. You're a two-time Masters champion. But it seems like that's the tournament that all golfers want to win, okay? that That is it. That's the pinnacle of your sport. And it seems like winning it the first time actually made it worse for you, made whatever you were dealing with made it worse for you. Is that fair? 
Well, it's yes, it's kind of like his question. Um, I when I won it, I was embarrassed. Like, that, why is Bubba watching? Yeah, Bubba, that's nuts, man. Right. Well, yes. I mean, I've said it many times. I am nuts. But <laughs> but what you win it, and then people are like, "Oh my gosh, you won it, and you did this, and you did that." But it's like in my head, I'm like, I'm embarrassed of the jacket. I hid it. And in 2012, I hid the jacket. I didn't let people see it. I didn't let people take a picture of it. I didn't wear it. And it was more because I just didn't feel like I belonged, right? Like, why am I winning? Why am I? I think I got to number two in the world at that moment. And thinking about, think about the great Phil Mickelson, right? Phil Mickelson's won 45, 46, however many times he's won. And now I'm the same as him. He's been number, the best he's ever got is number two in the world. So now Bubba Watson's two in the world, winning Masters. And I, and I just wanted to back it up. So then I just started doubting myself. Maybe it was a fluke. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. Maybe you don't deserve this. Maybe So you just start going down this rabbit hole of negativity. Um, yeah, so it's – I mean, it's the first year was definitely crazy. And, and, I mean, just everything – it's a whirlwind of what happens the week after and then on from there. Did the second one – did the second one help you in terms of it validated you winning the first one? Did that, did that help? Yes, it did. So that was 2014, two years yeah. later, I win it. And I, I took the jacket and let people see it. Uh, I took it to junior events. I took it some, some clinics I did. Took it to every school that I went to. And then, um, but again, it goes back to that you win and then you start doubting yourself again. You know, like, why can't I win again? Why am I not winning? So 2015 happens and 16. 16, I wanted the Olympics so, to get to where my, my low point in my life. I've had a few, but this is the really the lowest, I guess. Um, you know, trying to make the Olympics. And now I want to be like Michael Phelps, right? I want to be like Michael Jordan. I want to be like these people that have won gold medals and make the Olympics. Olympics was never in golf, never in my eyes because of golf. And now trying to make that team, trying to make the Ryder Cup team at the same time, I started putting so much pressure on myself and I just kept going this way. My energy, my, my stress level, everything was going that way. Um, my wife knew it. My kids probably could feel it. You know, they were young, but they could probably feel it. And um, just everything around me was just different because I kept, I kept, again, pride and ego gets in the way. And I wanted to be the best. I wanted everybody to see that Bubba was great at golf. And um, I kept losing points, kept falling down the Ryder Cup, falling down the world ranking around 2015-ish, 2016, when the Olympics happened. I made the Olympics, but at what cost, really, when you think about it? When did you start up and down victories and struggles in the course of life? Bubba Watson with us, two-time Masters champion. Uh, this is fascinating stuff to me. When did when did you start to make the turn the other way where you felt like you belonged? You felt like you deserved these green jackets? Like, was there a defining moment for you? Like, hey, I belong. I'm good. I'm on the right path here. Uh, I know it's a constant struggle. I know you're dealing with it on a daily basis. But when did you kind of, for lack of a better term, I'll use a golf term, when did you make the turn where Bubba Watson started feeling feeling a bit better about himself? So there's two there's two parts to that, which you just asked. Um, the golf in general, like I mean, there's a lot of great players. Then why did Bubba win twice? So that's a that's a, not a mental thing. That's just I'm asking the question why? You know, like why can't why aren't these great champions like Steve Stricker? Steve Stricker is amazing talent. He's had some struggles, came back uh, better than ever, but he's never won a major on the PJ Tour. But he's a great talent, right? Ryder Cup champion now and all these things. But um, so now when you think about when I went down to my knees, when I saw 162 on the, uh, on the scale, I just turned and I, you know, I'm 12, 15 feet from my bed. So I came out of the bathroom and I just fell to my knees and said, 
take me now. Like, I don't want to go through this. And so really talking right then when I can hear the voice in my head and, you know, you're, you know, my, my, my wife's in the other room, my kids are in the other room and I'm sitting there going, okay, take me now. But let's say you have 10 more minutes to, there's no other way to say it, 10 more minutes to live. I want it to be the best 10 minutes of my, my wife's life. I want her to realize like I'm here. I'm all, I've got 10 more minutes. I want you to find a great man better than me. I want you to find somebody that loves our kids. You know, I want, you know, just started going through all these things in my head. Then I said, well, if you got 30 minutes, if this is the longest, is my stomach, my stomach, my heart. I felt like I was having heart attacks, right? When these things happen. And so I was like, man, if this is the longest heart attack, what if it lasts 30 minutes? Then I got 30 minutes to, to bless my wife, bless my kids. And then I was like, what if I, I what if the doc says I have now six months to live and a, mi- a year to live? So I just, in my head, it started making sense in my head. And that's how I got up off the, off the floor is like going, well, hold on a second. If this is the last I have, then let's go make it the best that I have. And so that's what got me off. It wasn't about golf. It wasn't about getting better at golf. It wasn't about putting better. It was none of that. It was just about my own family, my own friends. Um, and like you said, I'm still going to have bad moments. I'm going to have hiccup moments in my life. I'm going to have some down, really down times hopefully a lot more positive than down. Um, and so that's really what got me off and changed my mindset is like, okay, you, you got to learn to catch this. How, why did this start? And then you dig back in your life and start looking at like the, the Ryder cup, the, uh, the Olympics and where did you start going wrong? And where did you start thinking? Why did you change your thinking? You know, and you start processing that and hopefully my team and me and my wife, we can catch it before it happens again or before I spiral, start spiraling that way. Um, but that's what pulled me up is that my own thoughts in my head started talking about, well, how am I going to be better for my kids? How am I going to be better for my wife um, if I have only a few days or a few moments to live? And so that's really what jumped me off the, the, the floor at that moment. And that's what's propelled me this way. Now, don't get me wrong. Since that time, I've had a lot of moments. But, you know, I think I've had more better moments than bad moments. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Bubba, have, have you noticed more people are now willing to approach you since you've gone public with your issues and the book coming out? I mean, how much does it does it help to talk to someone who's going through similar things, both for you and for people who approach you? Yeah, you know, again, like I said about my wife, that's a great that's a great question. Uh, what I said about my wife, she's a sounding board. So when somebody approaches me, a volunteer at tournaments, um, it could be a sponsor at a tournament, it could be a fan at a tournament, or another player. Not going to call anybody's names, but there's people that have reached out to me and asked me questions. And it's really, I'm a sounding board. I want to inspire them. And really, when it comes down to it, all I can say to them is I'll pray for them, right? Like, I, 
because their situation, it's the same, but it's going to always be different, right? Because it could be family members that are causing it. It could be, it could be so many things in somebody's life, but all you can do is be there for them. And yes, they've reached out more than I ever expected. Um, and how many people are truly going through something is astronomical. I mean, you can't even, I mean, 99% of the people in the world are probably going through something and they don't want to share because it's kind of like adoption. We, you asked these questions earlier. Adoption was like a stigmatism back in seventies and eighties. You know, people didn't talk about being, a, you know, adopting right. kids and different things, but now I think it's adoption is a, I wouldn't say cool. That's not the right way to say it, but a great thing. People see it as a great thing. Um, and I think the mental stuff, it's just now coming in the open where now it's not going to be like you're less of a man because you spoke up, like you need help. Um, and I think sometimes we put that on ourselves where we think we're going to be less of a man if we don't speak up and don't seek help. Um, so, yeah, it's been inspiring where people have come to me and asked me questions and, and said, thank you for speaking up. It, it made me it helped my son or it helped me. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's been um, it's been amazing going to golf tournaments now. And, and, the, and like I said, sponsors of major tournaments, um, volunteers, fans, and players as well, caddies. Yeah, it's pretty much everybody across the board has is, is been uh, pretty cool about it and speaking up about it. I would imagine that that's rewarding for you, like on two fronts, right? Because you, one, get to help others through your own struggles. And at the same time, while talking these things out and, and helping people through these experiences, you're also reminding yourself and walking through this on yourself and getting yourself back to being centered and not losing sight of what's important to you because you're telling them to do the same, essentially. Right. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we need to be a big family, right? We all want love. We all want respect. However that love looks, I mean, respect and love. And, um, and so for me, yeah, I mean, it, it gives me a chance to let stuff out, but it also, it, I get to hear other people and maybe I learn something from them when they speak out to me. Right. And, and trying to say I'm an inspiration, but then I hear something that they say and I, Ooh, that does make sense. And maybe I should start thinking about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're trying to help everybody. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I, I you know, you, you want to be a sounding board and you want to learn from them and, and they learn from me. So yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a cool thing. It makes me, it does make me feel good. Um, but voicing, you know, everybody needs it. And, uh, and it makes me feel good because I do get to voice my own issues. <laughs> Sometimes my wife might not like it because I voice a lot, but, um, <laughs> but it's, but it's been good for us. And it's, I think it's been good for everybody that, that hears my story. Up and down, victories and struggles in the course of life. Uh, Bubba, if you had to take that shot, were you in a position two years before when you won the first Masters that hit the shot that you hit in the second Masters on the 13th hole? Uh, it was an amazing pitch, one of the great shots I've ever seen. Led to an eagle, led to your second Masters championship. Uh, would you have been able to hit that shot, process, go through that shot uh, three years before that, let's say? Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think there's, there's things that... Um that happened over the course. I mean, 2010, when um, me and Martin Keimer had uh, the playoff at the at, yeah. uh, Whistling Straits, and I hit a shot thinking I was going to be able to hit this shot. You know, I, I, this young kid would think that I have muscles. I was going to hit this shot. This I remember a six iron out of the rough. Came up short in the, in the water and make a double bogey, lose by one in the playoff. And um, so, you know, it's, it's remembering those shots. It's, it's trying to learn from those shots. Um, more mature in shots like that. And so, I, you know, I think over the course of uh, my career, I've learned a little bit. Um, and so I think, you know, winning in 2010, if I would have won in 2010 at, at Whistling Straits, who knows where my life would be 
the struggles might have happened sooner. Um, you know, giving myself two years, uh, my dad passing away, learning about that, learning about what what's so important in life started me on the right process um, for 2012 and then 2014. And then obviously my low point in my life. I mean, I came out of it, but, um, you know, you learn a lot about yourself in, in certain situations. And hopefully five years from now, if we do another interview, hopefully I've, I'm still growing and going the right direction. Uh, but people see Bubba Watson like they see it on the surface. Fun. Right, they see fun. Here's a fun guy. He owns a General Lee. Okay, <laughs> the guy bought the general. And you mentioned your backyard earlier and how you got through the pandemic, and that would help get you through the pandemic. I want the fun side of Bubba Watson right now. Paint a picture of that backyard for us, because it sounds like the most amazing thing ever. I mean, it does. I mean, you know, we 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 have um, gosh, the pavers around the yard, probably almost a half a mile of pavers. So the way that the yard is, uh, we have an indoor. Um, it was a boathouse for the gentleman I bought it from, but we turned it into indoor pickleball, basketball. The old man shuffleboard, you know, with the old stick. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. I have the shuffleboard. We have, um, uh, gosh, four square and two square, the old bounce in the ball game. Um, so then we go – now we move to – so, like, the, you know, with the pavers, we could ride a half a mile on our bikes. We never left our yard, right? And so right. we could do all these things and never have to have contact with other people during the, this crazy pandemic. And then um, you walk past the pool, and then you um, – it's about 60 yards past the pool is the, is the water and the fence. So that's where our um, ski boat is, our ski nautique, where we wake, we wake surf. Um, I love wake surfing. And so off the bayou and then have a Grady White uh, fishing boat, 32-foot. So we can go from the bayou out to the bay, uh, Scambia Bay, where the Blue Wahoos hit home runs into the Scambia Bay. Nice. And then we go, and then we have the Gulf of Mexico. I don't go in the Gulf, though. By the way, I'm scared to go out in the Gulf. If I can't see land. I feel like I can't. I'm not supposed to be out there. <laughs> and so, um, so we stay in the bay, but we go snapper fishing. It's easiest for the kids, where you just drop the line about 50 feet down. Um, and then there's dolphins all the time. So during our pandemic, it was probably some of the best times our families ever spent together. Um, it was, a, it was a blast. The house you speak of that's it's tiger's house, right? It's tiger's old house. Correct. No, that was, um, okay. man, that was a long time ago, man. I've okay, had 11 bad. houses since then. <laughs> my bad, man. <laughs> I, I feel like I offended you. Mike, go ahead. No, no, no. I was like, man, that was so long ago. 11 houses ago. Stop moving, man. <laughs> exactly. I just love it, man. <laughs> Mikey, go ahead. I'm sorry. You have you have all these get you know you got a place just for shuffleboard and pickleball and all this stuff. What's the game besides golf that Bubba Watson can't lose at? That's any game. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, so it's so funny. So the the we had a friend over and his wife. We didn't know at the time his wife was um was was pregnant, but she said she didn't feel good. That's all she said to us. And we're like, okay. And I was like, hey, you could be on my team because I didn't think her husband was that good at sports. So Angie and him and me and her, and we were playing pickleball. And finally, she was like, I just don't feel good. And, and, you know, she was my teammate. And I was like, okay, well, can I take over? And she goes, yeah. And we were losing at that time. But I was like, I was going to die on that court. There's no chance I was losing pickleball (laughs) to these two people. One was my wife and one was another friend. But, but yeah, when it comes to sports, I just – you know the craziness takes over and i really think i'm good at basketball when i'm not but i think i am i think i'm good at tennis but i'm not but i think i am um so yes we have some heat me and my wife have some heated battles when we were at the solheim cup a couple weeks ago we played ping pong they had these little miniature ping pong tables it was like half the size of a normal one 
And um, that day we'd all start watching because me and Angie would start playing and we were just, we were yelling. She was throwing stuff. I mean, it was just, it was, um, and so we just get heated because she's an athlete. So yeah. So when it comes to anything, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be swimming. Who has the best looking dive. It doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) You're not going to let your kids win anything. Are you? (laughs) No, no. I don't let them score in basketball. I mean, I I slap that ball out of there. Wait, wait, wait. You send balls back into the crowd. Like that's how hard you're rejecting them. (laughs) Oh yeah. You go, you got to teach. Them. My dad did that to me. You got to learn. This is no ribbon. You don't get a participation ribbon. There's no such thing as that. Oh my! They're God. gonna earn it. I yeah, he's exact. I love you, Bubba Watson. I really do. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm a lefty. I'm a golfer. I love golf. Okay. And there's so many people trying to put so many things into your head. This is how you swing the club. This is how you hold the club. What I love about you is you said f them a long time ago. Okay. And I think I once heard you say something. I need your help here, Bubba, is where this is all leading to. Everyone's body is different. There's no exact right way to hold a club. Find what's comfortable and let it rip. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. I need some advice. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, I mean, my wife played in the WBA, played three years overseas. So, when she started playing golf, um, she said, I need lessons. And I said, why? When you shot a free throw, you just shot free throws. And then it started, you know, as a kid, you throw it with two hands and then you get older or more stronger, however you want to word it. And so I said, well, play your slice. Mark Kalkovecchia played a slice his whole career. He was pretty good. You know, he won multiple, multiple times. And so I said, just play it. And whatever that feels like, use it. So you got to get you, you got to, as an athlete, you got to remember your, the feeling and then stick with it and then just play it. Aim it to the left for her being righty, aim it to the left and slice it back to the fairway. And she shot, um, 77, 71, 71. And, you know, uh, you know, after months of practice and then she wanted lessons and I was like, we'll just go get lessons. And then it's been a struggle ever since. But <laughs> so what I'm getting at is, you know, some people need, they need talk, they need some pointers, but then athletes, true athletes can go out there and figure it out on their own. And I, you seem like a true athlete. So you just go out there and rip it and have fun with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say about me, Bob. I'm a true athlete. <laughs> <laughs> up and down victories and struggles in the course of life. Uh, we'll get you out of here in just a second. Uh, the book is out now, so get it wherever books are sold. Um, where is the General uh, Lee right now? Where is that thing? Well, I'm going to be dead honest. You're the first person that's asked me this question in a long time. Okay. So the General Lee is gone. It oh. is in some, It is somewhere in Texas. I gave the keys. I literally gave the keys to my, my team. I said, I don't want to know where it is. I don't want to know the name of the people. I said, but I need to get rid of it. And I, the reason why is because, again, it goes back to social media and media and there was a lot of things I had to deal with that aren't true, but people put that on me, even though it's not true. And then when I think about my kids growing up, I don't need them de- having to deal with that stuff, right? They're already going to have enough being adopted kids. They're going to already have enough issues that I, we got to work through. And so I don't know the man's name. I don't know where it is, what part. Texas is big enough. I said, you can tell me what state. And so they told me Texas, and that's all I know. So it's been gone for a few months but I just, I, I just felt like it was time with my mental stuff going on and everything going on. I need to, I need to just get rid of it and let, let somebody else deal with it. And um, so that's really what happened. So I lost just, money on that deal, but it was fun well, though. <laughs> but what you knew was that you just needed to get rid of it. That's it. Yeah, and it, and it yeah. wasn't. And I, but I know in my heart and I know in my mind, I bought it because my dad and me, me and my dad watched the show. We watched Knight Rider, we watched uh, Duke Sazer, we watched A Team, and then Airwolf came out for a couple seasons. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those lifetime dreams that it came available and they accepted my bid and I won it. Um, 
who doesn't want a car that jumps, right? And so, exactly uh, right, yeah. But it just—it was too much on my—it was too much on my my mind and, and my heart every time something came up with racism and stuff, and I just I couldn't I couldn't personally uh, deal with it anymore. Bubba, in 2013, you were named a great Floridian. Uh, some other great Floridians are Walt Disney, Steve Spurrier, Tim Tebow, and Harry S. Truman. How does someone approach you to ask you if you want to become a great Floridian? <laughs> That's one they they didn't you don't really they don't really ask, you know, when, when a government or Congress or uh, representatives of Florida, you know, they they ask you to come to Tallahassee, the, the state capital. I think it's the state capital. Um, it is. And so they ask you, <laughs> you're a great Floridian. You should know. Yeah, that. exactly. That's why I threw that in. I knew y'all would appreciate that. So I threw that in. So, um, and so, um, so when they asked you to come, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it's an honor and a privilege, you know, to, this is where I'm from in Baghdad, you know, uh, the village of Baghdad um, got signs up about me too. But um, yeah, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to be, I mean, when you name those names, those people have actually done some great things in their life. And all I've done is just never had a lesson. So, right. That's exactly right. You never had a lesson. God, two time master champion. That drives me crazy. Uh, Billy, how do I get on that list? <laughs> I don't think you're going to make the cut. <laughs> Wait, so I know you love singing. I know you love music. You're in a band with Ricky Fowler. It's all for charity. It's fantastic. What's the, and I'll get you out of here in a second, I promise. What's the go to karaoke song for Bubba Watson? Oh, wow. Go, right now, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I don't like country music. You heard that first. A guy named Bubba does not like country music. <laughs> um, but there is a song. I don't know who sings it, but uh, Fancy Like. So my kids are singing this country song named Fancy Like. It's almost like rap music. I love beats. My head, I love beats. And so one line, he says, bougie like natty in a styrofoam cup. And anybody that knows my dad before he passed away, he called it the beer store, but he went to the Tom Thumb store or the gas station. <laughs> he asked for the cheapest beer, which was Natty Light. Of course. And then he went, or Natural Light, however you want to word it. But, um, mm -hmm. And then he would ask for the cheapest cigarettes. He, he always said he's going to die on a discount. I'm not saying he, that was a great saying, but that's what he said. And so me and my mom, uh, we talk about that song because we can picture my dad and my wife can picture my dad. My kids weren't around at that moment, but all the people around me can picture my dad with a styrofoam cup. He always had a styrofoam cup, junior golf tournaments. I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but junior golf tournaments, he was faking it. That wasn't like a Coke. That was, that was real stuff. Right. And so that song right now hits me. My kids dance to it. There's a little dance and they talk about Applebee's. And I mean, it just, so that when that moment, that song comes on, it means more than, because of just the funny moments of remembering my dad with a styrofoam cup in his hand and definitely Natty Light for sure. Natty Light. Up and down, victories and struggles in the course of life. Bubba Watson, we appreciate your courage. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. We appreciate you trying to help others. Uh, it's super important that uh, that people who are going through this hear from people like you. We appreciate you, man, and uh, I'm a yeah, huge man. fan. I'm a huge yeah, fan. Man, watching, thank you. Wa watching you win those two green jackets was, uh, listen, you might not be able to take one of them out. Have you taken the other one out yet, by the way? Are you proud of it yet? Yeah. And so in 2000, so you don't, you get it for a year. So in 2014, I took it out, let people see it, let people take pictures with it, you know, especially kids, right? Cause I want to inspire right. kids from a small, small town, like I was from to sure. get outside, not, not, not just to be a golfer, but to improve their life and improve their, their, their spot. Excellent. I was going to say, because I know a man that would uh, gladly show it off for you if you were too embarrassed to take it. Exactly. All right. Good luck with the book, man. And thank you for sharing your story. This was uh, yeah. this was fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you. All. all right.
right, thanks to uh, Bubba Watson for joining us. That was a real thrill for me. I hope you enjoyed that. Go buy his book. Um, to For me, with that being my favorite sporting event, uh, to be able to sit there on Zoom face-to-face with a two-time Masters champion um, was, was a thrill. So uh, we appreciate his time. Again, go buy his book. Um, thanks to uh, Bubba for giving us so much of his time. Thanks to Mikey A. and Billy Gill, as always. Uh, always appreciate it. Uh, all of their help. Um, listen, check us out. God bless football this Friday and every Friday. Uh, we are going to be joined this week, as we normally are, by Chris Sims and by Mike Golick. We have Mojo back. We have Chris Gronkowski back. And we also have John Chamberlain. God bless football. Stupidity. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill 